And a big good morning to Kelsey Correa. Good morning, Kelsey. Morning, Father Emil. How are you this morning? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Wonderful, thank you. Good to talk to you again. Kelsey, listen, there's something interesting happening. Every year we have the Bishop Brennick Meyer Memorial Lecture. And uh, this year it's going to be given on the 3rd of October. And we thought, let's talk a little bit about it because it was a very well-known bishop. And uh, I think each year when we have these special memorial lectures, there's always something very special and important to talk about. What's going to happen this year? Yeah, that's true. We um, we started this lecture, this is the 12th. Uh, we don't do them every year, but we do them most years. Right. And we decided to inaugurate them um, in honor of Bishop Brennick Mayer and the contribution that he made to Catholic education. Mm. Um, he was the, the liaison bishop for the CIE for a number of years, and his support and passion for Catholic education during that time yeah. was uh, very significant. In fact, it was actually the, the, the person who's delivering this year's lecture, Mark Potterton, mm. is the man who instituted the lecture. Uh, he had worked very closely with Bishop Brennick Mayer while he was part of the leadership team at the CIE. Okay. Um, and he was the one who established the memorial lectures in his memory. Um, so that is why we do this um, regularly, to remember the, the, his legacy and the legacy that he left us in education. Mm. And this year, the lecture is going to be given by Dr. Mark Putterton. And we are, he's going to be looking at the future of Catholic education in South Africa and the future of Catholic schools mm-hmm. and what that future could look like. Well, now that's interesting because, you know, we, we often hear so much about Catholic education and how important it is and so on. There are so many positives and negatives about Catholic education. I suppose he's going to take us through all these things. Yes, I think I think you will. Mark will have a very critical look at uh, the state of Catholic education in the country at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, and we're all aware that education, the education sector in this country needs a lot of attention and that there's a lot that is perhaps not as it should be mm. um, and that is reflected in the Catholic education sector mm. as well. The majority of our schools are Catholic schools, are public schools, I beg your pardon. Yeah. Uh, so we have 335 Catholic schools in the country um, and 101 of those are public schools. So it's a third, more or less, are public schools. Um, and they, um, yeah, and they experience a lot of the same, the same challenges that many other schools face: uh, uh-huh. funding challenges, uh, resources, um, and what what as a church are we going to do about that? And that's right. what Mark's going to be looking at. What do we? How is we? How do we as church need to respond to the needs of Catholic education? Right. You know, there, there's two very distinct groups of schools in the country. Um, as a whole, and, in, and again, is reflected in the Catholic Schools Network, and that's that there are some very well-resourced independent schools yeah. um, and some previously Model C schools as well that are well-resourced um, are able to, to support themselves um, and maintain a, a Catholic ethos as well. And then there are hundreds of other schools, Catholic schools, that are struggling financially. Um, You know, Father Emil, 50% of Catholic schools charge less than a 1,000 rand in school fees every year. 
So, and most of those schools are no-fee schools. So there is a perception out there that Catholic schools are expensive and people can't afford to send their children to Catholic schools. And yes, in some areas of the country, that is true. But in fact, the, the evidence shows us that the majority of Catholic schools are actually serving, serving the poor. Yes. Um, and what are we going to do as a church about these schools? How are we going to continue ensuring that these schools exist? Right. Um, and continue to be there and continue to support mm. the poorest of the poor and the most marginalized Well, now that, that's good news. That's good news for us, uh, Kelsey. Um, are these schools actually supported by the church, or do, do people have to pay that thousand and uh, themselves? Um, so most of them are public schools on private property, so they are supported by the state. Most of them um, should, in theory, be receiving subsidies from the state. Right. And the schools that are no-fee schools should be getting um, a sizable contribution from the state. But right. unfortunately, uh, there's, the money doesn't seem to always get to where it needs to get to. Uh-huh. Um, and schools are often out of pocket waiting for their subsidies to be paid. Um, and that's, So that's problematic from a financial point of view. Yeah. And then um, from, an, from an ethos, an ethos point of view, the Catholic Church, we as the Catholic Church have a responsibility to ensure that these schools do maintain a Catholic ethos of mm-hmm. some sort. Um, although we recently had the judgment on religion in schools, uh, which was saying that no school should be predominantly religious in one way or another. Yeah. Um, but our schools have a very specific agreement in place with local government mm-hmm. that allows us to have a unique Catholic character, religious character in our school. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's our responsibility as church to make sure that that, that Catholic character uh, is remains and is supported and enhanced. Right. And that's part of our role as the Catholic Institute of Education and as the Catholic schools officers around the country is mm-hmm. to ensure that Catholic schools maintain a Catholic ethos in their schools. But it's also the responsibility of the owners of schools So different congregations, um, like uh, you're a Dominican, so there are a number of of Dominican congregations of sisters who own schools, and bishops own schools, and the responsibility is also theirs to make sure that their schools maintain an ethos that is unique to their charism. Um, And that is why we know of Dominican schools and Lasallian schools, schools that are owned by the Christian Brothers and the Marist Brothers, and they all have a unique charism mm. within the Catholic ethos mm. uh, of the school right. as well. So, okay. so there is, and th- th- we have a very strong partnership with government, yeah. um, and they recognize the contribution that the Catholic Church has made to education in the country. Mm. Many, many politicians, many of our MPs, many people... Um, influential people in in government and in politics were educated in Catholic schools right. because Catholic schools remained open to all to children of all races during right. the apartheid era mm. when many of the other schools had to close down for financial and political reasons. Well, yeah, um, so we have a we have a good legacy in this country mm. in terms of education, but we also have a responsibility. You know, it's interesting that despite the fact that we've got this ethos in our Catholic schools, we have fewer Catholics than we have non-Catholics because it's the non-Catholics who come to our Catholic schools because they believe that 
you're getting a real quality education. Um, I'm always a bit disappointed when I hear about the numbers of Catholics who attend Catholic schools. There are often many more non-Catholics. Or am I wrong? Um, I, I think it, it very much depends on the location of school. Okay. So if there is a school that is a, attached to a parish and there's an active Catholic community and the, the fees that the school is charging are accessible to that community, then I think it will be supported by a Catholic community. Um, but if, if a school is in an area where there are not very many Catholics, um, but it is a school that offers a good education and is possibly better than another school in the area, yeah. then parents in that area will choose to send their children to that school, and that may affect the numbers of Catholic children um, at the school. Mm. We try to look at it um, that we are, the Catholic schools are part of the evangelization role of the Catholic Church. Mm. So we're not there to, to indoctrinate or to, to convert others to Catholicism, but we are there to spread the, the good news, mm. to tell people the story of Jesus. Mm. Um, and hopefully, if that brings people into the church, then that's a good thing. Mm. But our, our, our mission is to educate to bring education to the poor and to tell the story of Jesus to people who wouldn't otherwise have heard it, mm-hmm. uh, which is what Jesus calls us to do. Right. So it's part of the evangelizing mission of the church mm-hmm. and of Catholic schools. All right, Kelsey, so now uh, on the 3rd of October, it's going to be happening at half past three in the afternoon, this, yes. uh, uh, the 12th Bishop Hans Brennigmeyer Memorial Lecture by Dr. Mark Patterton, and he's going to take all these things, put them into his computer, so to speak, and then share them yes. with us, and hopefully plot a way forward into the future. Yes, we look forward to hearing what Mark's going to share with us. He's been a part of Catholic education most of his professional career, um, and he's recently, or currently, is the principal of Holy Family College in Parktown. Right. Um, and so he really is at the coalface of Catholic education and has very good insight and experience. So he's going. I, I think it's going to be very interesting to hear what he has to say. Yes. He was once upon a time part of the CIE, wasn't he? Yes, that's right. He was the director of the CIE. Right. He's come and he's come and come and gone over the years. So he um, he was part of the quality assurance division at CIE, and then he headed up the education services division, and then he was the director of the CIE. Um, and in between, he worked for Malusi, the quality assurance body. Um, he's been at schools, and he's run various other projects. So he's got a lot of a lot of experience in the education sector, and is very knowledgeable. Um, and a lot to share on mm. this particular topic. Okay, well, so this, the subject of his lecture is, what is it exactly? So the topic of the lecture is Flourish or Flounder, mm-hmm. what is the future of Catholic education in South Africa? Right. So he's going to be looking at the contextual issues of education in South Africa and the inequality within, within the schooling sector and in particular within the Catholic education sector. So as I was saying, the difference between are well-resourced schools and many schools that are under-resourced and not being supported. Um, and then what what do we need to do as church to support these schools going forward? Okay, all right. And uh, is there any cost involved? No, it's not. It's uh, free to anybody who would like to come and listen for the day. So we really would encourage um, teachers, parents, past pupils of schools, um, business people, interested Catholics, anybody who's interested 
in the church, in Catholic education, in Catholic schools, and education in this country, uh, to come and listen to what Mark has to say, and and to help us in in plotting a way forward mm. and and deciding on what what to do with Catholic schools going forward. Do people have to book or phone to say they're coming or anything like that? Yes, it would be good to have an idea of numbers. Right. So if they could uh, contact Hilda Shinoa, she's the the lady who's organizing the event, right. um, and her email address is hilda at cie.org.za, okay. or they can contact her on the telephone number, the CIE's number, 011-433-1888. All right. And you want to know by the end of the month? Yes, that would be great. Yeah, because then you can make sure we have enough... Uh scones and tea and coffee that's right yes there'll be plenty of glass of tea and refreshments after the <laughs> after the talk as well so people can also uh, network a little bit and fellowship a bit and right. chat about what mark has shared yes. and share some ideas and see colleagues and friends as well so that would be good for people to stay on afterwards too who is the liaison bishop now with the cie uh currently it's bishop uh, Joe Sandry from Joe Sand- Bank. Okay, all right. So I suppose and he's a huge supporter of ours. He oh, really is. Wonderful. He's well, got a good understanding of Catholic education and Catholic schools, and he's he's excellent. A wonderful, wonderful man. Okay, well there we go. But the twelfth Bishop Hans Brennick my memorial lecture happening on the third of October at half past three in the afternoon. The third of October. What is that? A Saturday or is it a weekday? No, it's a weekday. It's, it's a Tuesday. Tuesday, half past three in the afternoon at the Holy Family College at 40 Oxford Road in Johannesburg. And if you'd like to go, we would really like to know that you're coming so that we can cater accordingly. And you send your little message to Hilda at cie.org.za or call the CIE at 011-433-1888. 011-433-1888 and they'd like to know by the 30th of September and the title of the talk is going to be Flourish or Flounder Flourish or Flounder, lovely title that What is the future of Catholic education in South Africa? And the speaker will be Dr. Mark Potterton Potterton, who is very, very well qualified to speak about the subject Well, Peace God is going to have a good positive outlook and openness to the future and if people have any questions they'd like to bring along and share with everybody there, you're very, very welcome. Listen, J- uh, Kelsey, thank you very much for sharing with us. Anything more you'd like to say? Oh, thank you, Father Emil. Thanks for having us this morning. No, it's a great pleasure. It's always lovely talking to you. It is. Thank you so much indeed. Go well. God bless you and thank you. That was Kelsey Correa. Kelsey Correa, who's the communications manager of the Catholic Institute of Education, talking about the bishop. Hans Brennigmeyer Memorial Lecture, the twelfth one since his death. And the speaker will be Dr. Mark Potterton.